The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all. And Brando. The dude's 45 years old today. I'm not going to say happy birthday to him because I hope he had a bad birthday. I hope he blew out a candle over an avocado and then didn't eat it. It's just miserable. On Buffalo Rumblings. to not another buffalo podcast i'm john i'm here with my buddy brando here on this wednesday evening this is the buffalo rumblings podcast you can find us on all socials and dating sites at not above podcast <laughs> right sorry i you rolled your eyes at me last time when i said that so i had to do it again that's funny. that was that's not even for me it was just for yeah okay it was for me but how, how are you doing not too bad not too bad you know living out the last couple of weeks of summer vacation here getting ready for the home game on saturday first time at the stadium was the red and blue scrimmage on friday so that was cool to see thirty thousand plus fans all back it's amazing how many people get there and it's open seating so it's like those gates open and people are full tilt sprinting to the front rows to get their stuff signed but that was cool i I mean it's a lot different than what you saw in tennessee i'm sure yeah (laughs) you know not not too bad how are you doing how are you doing you getting ready for uh fall here good good yeah i mean it's not gonna cool off here for another three months at least so yeah fall in western new york is undefeated like as much as you want to say like nashville much better in the winter you know, you get some 60 degree days here and there, but in the summer, it's just brutal, man. You know, we don't um, get the, uh, we don't get the fall cool down. Yeah. It's not, not great. No, I, I was happy that you got to golf the other day. It was good to see the picture and, and the reel that you made was hilarious being wide left and wide right and Scott Norwood and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like but, I could, oh, you can only make that joke once at least. Yeah. But. It's devastating to us all. <laughs> I don't know but, what we're going to do for our other reels where we do golf a hole because we got two <laughs> we got two more holes filmed. <laughs> That's funny. This is fantasy football season, though. Also, it is. Oh, Mr. Pre- Commissioner, we got to get our league together. Yes, here we do. I was the, thinking about that today. Uh, and I was like, podcast. we talked about it last week. And I was like, why did we even talk about it? I got to go in there and renew it. So I have that. I'm writing it down right here. It's on the list. There um, you go. Oh, ESPN <laughs> fantasy football. And I want to say um, I'm looking forward to it. I've been doing so many underdog best ball drafts all the time. Like anytime I have an hour, almost one every night probably. And I do a different strategy and I take different players and 
it's fun. It's it's cool. I'm looking forward to playing in a league where other human beings play and you're not playing by yourself though. Right. But so well, you had you had something to kick off the episode with that you said that you had to keep a surprise. So I have no idea what it is. I did. I did. Me. And you know, the NFL top 100 is funny because they find a way in our lives yet again for us to talk about something that is not relevant almost at all on the field, but it gives us something to talk about, something to cover. In the top 100, I remember when it started a few, what this has got to be like the fifth or sixth year of doing it, right? Yeah, something like that. And for and those like, who don't know, it, it's all, it's purely player voted, right? Yep. The, the players vote on the top players in the league, which I'm curious because like, do they get a list of a hundred players and they just have to list all 100? Everybody has to list all 100 because that's a lot. I to think, do. That's no, I think everyone gets a list and they like list their top 25 or something like that. Okay. And, and there's that, enough variance. You get, you get enough variance that Interesting. Yeah, it ends up being a hundred. I think, I don't know. I think asking an NFL player to sit there and list out their top 100 players is, is a lot. I mean, I don't yeah. know if I could do that. It is you a know. lot, but it gives us something to debate who gets snubbed, who's too high, who's too low. It's interesting because we talk about these GMs. They don't know what they're doing, what's happening with running back contracts. How did this guy get this much money, but he's not even ranked like Christian Kirk. I don't even know if he's on the list. Look at Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on this list, right? You got Trey White was on this list at one point. Not anymore. Matt Milano's on the list. Jordan Boyer's on the list. Micah Hyde's not on the list after being hurt for a year. Von Miller's not even on the list after being hurt last year. You know, if you get hurt, they forget about you. So, dun, 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 dun. I mean, Steph Diggs moved up about 10 spots, right? He's at what, 16 now, 18. So, but the, the one that hits the most is Josh Patrick Allen. Shows up at number eight. You know, how much we love as Buffalo Bills fans to have a top 10 player in the league. It's cool. That's cool. I'm not hating. But... When you look at the people above him, there's three other quarterbacks rated higher than him. And when you go to the NFL top 100 list, the first thing that I noticed and shout out to Joe DiBiase because he talked about it, is, is the number one and number two players, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson could have been Buffalo Bills draft picks. The Buffalo Bills owned the draft picks of the best and second best players in the NFL. Do with it as you will. Then I did. I did see that. Yeah. When you get down to number three, let me just read you his bio. In his second season as starter, Jalen Hurts led his Eagles to the best record in the league and a Super Bowl appearance while putting up individual stats that earned him the runner-up spot in MVP voting. As one of the top rushing quarterbacks in the league, he finished with 760 yards and 13 TDs. The latter was fourth among all positions. His poise under pressure and mobility shot hurts to the top of this year's list. Let me read that sentence again. His poise under pressure and mobility shot hurts to the top of this year's list. <clears throat> oh, poise under pressure and mobility. Oh, rushing and rushing touchdowns. Whoa. Who, who does that? <laughs> oh my God, Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen does that. So let me get into some stats here that I looked at because I thought it was bogus that Jalen Hurts comes in and has one season and Allen's had four or three or four. You know, I wouldn't call four elite seasons, but you know, three and a half seasons of elite play of a back record. And Jalen Hurts just walks right in with the best supporting cast in the league. I think so, right? AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, I would, I would, Kenneth I would Gainwell, agree. you know, all these guys. Um, best offensive line. 
Kenneth Gainwell wouldn't have made my top five list, but I'm, I'm glad that you shouted him yeah. out. So <laughs> it just, it irks me because I would, I think he deserves to be a top 10 player, but he's, he's not the third best player in the NFL and he's definitely not the third best quarterback. So I was on Reddit. I was trying to research Josh Allen under pressure. And in 2022, Josh Allen led the NFL in EPA per play under pressure. Yards per attempt under pressure, passing touchdowns under pressure, passer rating under pressure, and he had the third highest yards completed while under pressure. Now, the NFL top 100 is not the only one to drop the ball on this because Madden gave their cover athlete a 92 rating for throwing under pressure, which was two points lower than Burrow. And five points lower than Mahomes. But Allen led the league in all of these statistics under pressure. And then in the bio of Jalen Hurts, his poise under pressure and mobility. What am I missing here? What am I missing? I don't know. But I think Josh Allen shows poise under pressure as well and has rushing ability. So put Josh at number three, flip with Hurts to number eight, and I'm totally happy and I'm not complaining at all. Well, I'm not surprised by groups of people having, you know, or being prone to recency bias. I think that that's what this is a case of for sure. Cause everyone only remembers their last game, right? Coming off of 13 seconds, Josh Allen places what three in the NFL top 100 because he looked like Superman out there. And he wasn't the reason that they lost the, you know, that game, you know, whereas like the last time we saw the bills play was the, the Bengals, Right. And yeah, Josh didn't play bad necessarily, but yeah, he played it's, bad. It's definitely, I mean, he didn't it's, play good. It's, it's definitely a case of of recency bias. Like, what have you done lately? Like, that's what the NFL is. But if you if you look around. at what you've done lately, Josh Allen led the NFL under pressure in yards per attempt, passing touchdowns, and passer rating. But you know, what do I know? Listen, I, know? I agree with you. I would put him at, <laughs> I mean, as high as three on this list, maybe two. Maybe, I'm looking maybe at this two. list. You you would supplant him with Justin Jefferson because I think Justin Jefferson is pretty good. I mean, you know, he's 24 years old. This is his second year in the league, offensive player of the year, fifth in MVP he is, voting. He is. I mean, but you can have a conversation right there. It's not like, yeah. oh my God, he's better. Whereas like if you're doing Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes right now, it's like after 13 seconds, you might've been able to have that argument. Now it's kind of like, okay, Patrick Mahomes is kind of in that top tier. Yeah. You know, well, he is and the top how your team does has a huge impact on your yeah. perception as a player, right? Jalen Hurts was in the Super Bowl. If they yeah. lose in the wild card round, he's not, you know, higher than Josh on this list. But I think so. Bengals fans should be pissed too because Joe Burrow comes in at six. I think you got to move like Burrow. I will take the argument where Burrow's above Allen just because of Burrow beating Allen in the game and the season that Burrow has had. But I think it should go Burrow at five Allen at six and hurts at eight. And then it goes like Travis Kelsey, Joey Bosa, Justin Jefferson and Pat Mahomes. Like I, I think Bengals fans have a right to be mad. I don't think Jalen hurts is better than Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, but yeah, it's I just, think he I mean, deserves that fourth spot. The list is littered in bias, right? Because you'd not only have bias of how someone's team performs, but also positional bias. You know, I think that we can agree that Patrick Mahomes is the best at his position in the NFL, and it makes the most difference for a team based on the importance of the quarterback position. Um, and maybe, you know, there's probably some good counterexamples in other years where you have like Aaron Donald at like number two or number one, where he's at a position 
that doesn't necessarily get valued that much, but he's that much better than everybody else yeah. in his category. Whereas like, there's no doubt that tire or, you know, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL or the most effective, but he was also good before Mahomes got there. So, I mean, to put him that high up on the list, it's like, I don't know. Your quarterback makes the receiver more than the receiver makes the quarterback, right? It's this whole argument, chicken before the egg, but Travis Kelsey was good with Alex Smith. So I don't know. I think he it's yeah. the same thing. Where's the next highest tight end? He, he's great, but is he better than these quarterbacks? What happens if Tyreek Hill is out or Travis Kelsey is out? You know, or or what happens if Jalen Hurts gets hurt and misses two games versus Travis Kelsey getting hurt and misses two games, or Josh Allen misses two games? You know, who right? Swings but that the scenario bar? takes into account the importance of the quarterback position yeah. in the game. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you, you can't be unbiased. And this is, you know, I'm biased, voted by biased <laughs> players. We're all biased to making this list. So it goes, it goes round and round, but yes, Josh Allen at eight seems like a snub. I a hundred percent agree with that. And Tyree kill right above him. I mean, come on. Hey, I like Tyree kill. I, I mean, I don't like him, but he's good. He's good. 1700 yards last year with Tua and I, what's the, the third string's name? I'm oh man. Kyler or Skyler Thompson, Skyler Thompson, Skyler right? Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, kudos. I think he probably is pushing Justin Jefferson for the receiving title. If two is healthy for every game, but yeah, so I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see. see how he does this year. And uh, yeah. yeah, another year of the top 100, another year of, you know, I don't think we cried foul last year when he was number three, but number eight, I think is, I think that's valid. You know, we, we kind of got used to having one of the best players in the yeah. league. As soon as they drop, you know, we're going to, we're spoiled well, now. So. I, I look at it as it's just an inconsistency. And and if I'm coaching basketball and, you know, my best player misses two threes in a row and my, you know, sixth man goes out there and takes two threes. I'm not yelling at my best player for missing the two threes. I'm yelling at the guy coming off the bench for missing the two three pointers. Cause like, you know, you, you got to know your role here, right? Like you're out there to yeah. shoot the threes. Like, so, so you got to know your role NFL. Look at your star quarterbacks. Look at the guy who's the stud under pressure, who has less help and who plays behind a worse offensive line and plays in the weather. And that's all. Yeah. I'll stop. So <laughs> NFL players just try to take into account 50 more factors while you're voting next. Come year. on. When, when somebody hands you this card after practice and you're like, okay, I'll just do this real quick. Yeah. You know, you know, please, please, please be a little bit more Bruce nolan and take some real stats into account here and be, be objective. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. But well, anyways, we got a preseason coming up this week, right? Yes, so we do. You're, you're excited. I mean, I'm sure you had a good time at the red and blue. Are you working the preseason game too? I will be there. They didn't have me pushing wheelchairs because my wing, you know, my my shoulders all jacked up. They put yeah, me in how elevator. are you doing, by the way? Nah, I'm all right. It's fine. It's totally fine. I just I can't bump it. I want it to heal so I can get to back to playing golf and hockey. So I'm I'm more of a wimp than you are. I like pulled this weird neck muscle while I was golfing the other day, and I've been complaining about it nonstop. So <laughs> the fact well, that you went to the hospital and you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine is is much more of a testament. It's really the I mean, like I said, the second time this has happened. So I don't know. They're probably just trying to take my money from me, trying to schedule me with all these <laughs> doctors and stuff. It, it's just, I got to, you know, I, I want it to heal right. So that's the only thing because it didn't heal right last time. But what did you do? You pull your neck, pulling one of your 400 yard drives out of the back pocket. Oh my God. No, on the, uh, on the driving range, warming up, <laughs> like did it with a five iron or something like that. I don't know what I was doing. Golf. But, Full contact. Yeah. There you go. 
but yeah, so so anyways, Colts, they're usually golfing pretty early in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the cool thing is you get to see one of the hopeful young stars of the league and Anthony Richardson make his first ever professional start. Probably he's getting all the first team reps. I mean, if you're the Colts, you probably play him the whole game, right? The, the preseason's useless, except if you're a rookie or you're like the 40th guy on the roster and Anthony Richardson might be both of those. So uh, he needs to know what he's going to be doing. He needs to feel as much as he can, as quick as he can. Because if you play all four preseason games, you know, you get a quarter of a season out of the way. It, it should help now. his development a ton, right? Three now, three preseason. Oh, yeah. Three preseason yeah, games. Well. Yeah, it's all right. Only a couple of years of that. But I expect to see a lot of him yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Did they announce that he's starting? Is he starting the game? Uh, I think him and Gardner Minshew are splitting time, right? Okay. Did I read yeah, that? So just a matter of time, the, you know, yeah. how they divide it up. How do you think the uh, the Bills quarterbacks will divide it up? Do you think a half of Matt Barkley and a half of Kyle Allen? Or are we thinking that Josh is going to uh, see some action here, maybe a series or two? I think because it's kids day, they usually give him one. Like oh, one. this is Kiz Day? Okay, that's yeah. that's good insight there, stadium yeah. employee Brando. <laughs> so this is, this is the information that we need. Maybe he gets one drive. Just and, and, you know, it's more for the coaches too. It's to communicate the plays to the huddle to make sure Allen can get it out to his guys so he can talk to them at the line, make sure it all goes well. You know, maybe put in a couple of plays. I, I don't know. I always think about when they through to Sammy Watkins in those first two preseason games. I just remember standing there in the end zone watching. Like, oh, Sammy looks good. Boom, boom. He, he catches like three balls. They take him out and they trade him the next day. You know, it's like, yeah. we never saw that. We never saw that kind of play again. So you never know what you're going to see, but uh, I feel what like are you looking leave, forward to? They, they leave Josh in like a series too long every time that he plays in the preseason. So excluding games where he doesn't play at all, like usually the final preseason game, I feel like they always leave him in like, Cause they're like, Oh, you know, that was off tempo. Like if, if they have a weird series or the offensive line has a bad series, they will leave him in to make sure that they have a good series before he comes off the field. And I don't know. Are we getting to the point where that's not worth it yet? I mean, they did it last year too. Yes. If it's, it's me, not worth it, Josh it's Allen doesn't it. need a single snap in the preseason. And maybe, I mean, Josh probably feels like he does, right? He loves to play. He wants to play every single snap of every single preseason game, I bet. But Well, I'm sure he might be a better person than I am, but I I have said this many times. I hate these preseason games. I hate working them. It's hot. It's <laughs> never fun football. You, if you're a football, like, nitty-gritty guy, you like them. And I, I, I don't mind watching the position battles. I don't mind watching the young players get a chance, but, you know... It's not the best football. A lot of penalties. The games very go vanilla. a long time. Yeah, yep. very vanilla. Every now and then we get treated to like a comeback, right? We had Cordell. What was the, what was the quarterback from Ohio State that led that comeback in the preseason? Okay, so I'm thinking of two different guys. The Ohio State guy, number seven. I can remember that part. Um, but also, number 10, not Mitch Trubisky. Cardell Jones. The guy, no, AJ McCarron. Do you and remember AJ the AJ McCarron, Mc, McCarron yep. comeback? Yep. Yep. He yep. was an yep. Alabama yep. quarterback. Yeah. So, Cardell Cardell Jones. Yeah, Cardell Jones That's, and yep. and the guy you said AJ McCarron. So every now and, and then go. we get a, a a nice game to watch like that. But I don't know. 
I'll, a, a Christian I, Wade moment. A Christian Wade moment can always pop out of nowhere. Yeah. So. Who's going to be Christian Wade this year? I have my candidate. Do you have a candidate? This could be a good segment too. We could have done this. Who will oh, be the uh, Christian who's Wade, that wide player? receiver? Who's that wide receiver that they signed late? Isabella? really fast. Yes. That guy. Yeah. That's, yep. my That's funny that you said Isabella. I was going to say that, but I have a different one. Justin Shorter. <laughs> Sorry. Justin Shorter. I think they're okay. in competition. They're in competition, right? Yeah. One's a yeah, for third sure. round pick. One's a fifth round pick. Whoever gets that last wide receiver spot. Yeah. But anyways, what are you, what are you looking forward to seeing? You, you, you going to tune in? Oh, I'm like, it's Bill's football. Uh, I'm going to be watching the pregame show and listen to WGR for 24 hours before the game starts. Like any healthy Bill's fan uh, with a non-healthy obsession. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm interested to see. It's, it's hard to say that it's a positional battle on the field, right? Because a lot of the guys that, we're thinking about are actually experienced guys. And I wonder how much action they're actually going to see in the preseason. Like one of the questions I have is how does the defensive tackle rotation work out? Because most of those guys, I don't think that they would be guys that they would have in the preseason because they're veterans. So if they only keep four defensive tackles, who's the odd guy out? Is it Tim settle or is it Puna Ford? And those are two guys. Neither. I mean, they have to keep five defensive tackles if that's the case, because Jordan Phillips is off of the pop list. Yeah. So it's Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, and then you've got Daquan Jones and Puna Ford. And that's five guys, and they'd normally keep four. So who's who's the guy odd guy out there? I would think maybe maybe Tim Settle. I think I think they're keeping all five. Think about his think they're uh, gonna keep five defensive tackles. Yeah, think about his rotation, right? Everybody plays fifty percent of the game and they need a backup. So you got four guys that are your players and you got one spare. All right. So where do you, where do you take away another, another guy on the roster running back wide receiver? You could, corner. I don't know how many running backs they're going to keep. Cause normally they'd have like Taiwan Jones, you know, who's a running back spot, but yeah. actually a special teamer. So right. They could keep five, but you know, who knows they released a depth yeah. chart. And I think Puna Ford was listed fifth on that depth chart, which is interesting right to say Let's the least. See. Right. Let's see. He would be considered what? He's the third left defensive tackle. So on, on the one on ESPN right now, it's got Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, Tin Settle, Puna Ford, Eli Anuku, Kendall Vickers, and Cortez Broughton. So, no, I don't know. I think they'll keep one, two, three, four, five. I think they'll keep those five. I think uh, the person that's looking to get cut here is Boogie Basham. I don't know. They've been saying some pretty good... Uh things about him in camp, but I don't know who else they would keep above him. Yeah. AJ Epinesa has been looking good too. Yeah. I saw that too. It's not going to be easy. What do you need? Do you need David Questenberry still? If you got, Uh, he's, he's had a rough camp from what I've heard, but also Ike Budker might be on the outside looking in. Yeah. Especially if Osiris Torrance plays well. Right. Well, Osiris Torrance is making the roster. He's not yeah. going to miss the roster. But. Well, before we get too much into this conversation, because I have some this or that for you about this Bills roster, we should take a, a break, get a quick break that. in. A little bit of this or that after the break, and uh, stay tuned and see what Johnny says, because it's for him this time, not for me. All right, I'm excited. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. This or that. Bills. You, no, no, position. wait, wait a second. You have to say it like Marty. You have to say it like Marty that. Huron. This or that. This or that's Johnny. This or that. I don't that know. I can't say it. Uh, no one's Marty. Marty's great. I like listening to Marty on the this one savers live. This or that. All right. Position battles for the Bills. You're gonna pick the winners. I think what I got. Three here, four here. All right, we're gonna start on the offensive side first. Okay. And we're gonna go with the slot receiver contest, because right now. On that depth chart, they released Shakir and Hardy as the one in one A, where they do a little slash for the starter. Interesting phrasing there. You probably scared a couple of people when you said that they released Shakir and Hardy. Oh, no, they <laughs> released the depth chart with Shakir and Hardy as yep. the one A and one B option. Oh, Tony was fine back Sorry. there. No, he's crinkling Production the bag. Production value. Oh, my it's favorite thing that was happening was he was walking in front of the light, so you just see a tail. Walking around <laughs> that was the shadow. the shadow. Look at you can see him. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. For those who don't know, I usually keep Tony in the other room, my cat, during these recordings. But I wasn't home yesterday, and he he missed me. So, so I lost that battle. But who wins this battle, Shakira or Hardy? Smooth. I love it. <laughs> that's an interesting question. I feel normally with the Bills, they kind of like to do things traditionally, right? So rookies don't get the benefit of the doubt, and veterans do. So this is an interesting thing because Shakir's coming into a second year, been with the team longer, but Hardy's more of a veteran, been in the league longer, right? So I don't think that there's anything that would lean towards either of those guys in that department as far as seniority. It's really just who performs in camp. So I don't know how many reps these guys get in the preseason game for this, but I have a feeling that they're going to start the year as a rotation of both. As far as who takes the first snap, maybe Shakir because he's been with the team for two years, but I don't know who's going to do. I'm, I'm excited about Hardy, you know, Me too. and, but again, Shakir wasn't throwing the ball that much last year too. So we don't know what he has in store. So I think we see a healthy rotation of both. I, I know that that sounds like a cop-out answer too. I don't think, I don't think, they're, going, I think, I don't think right. they're just going to commit to one. Like one of them is going to take the first snap in the slot every game of the season. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think it, it'll be evenly split until either one of them gets injured or one of them emerges as doing what they want to do better. Well, what if you throw this into there? Because you know that when you catch returns for this team, they don't really put you on the field. So Shakir is leading the kick return battle right now, I believe. 
So do you think that really? limits his role in the offense? From what I, I mean, when you were watching there at the practice, the red and blue, they had a few guys doing it, but I, I think Shakir has the nod at least for, for that one, right? What do you think? Really? Because they, could... they, they brought in Hardy to also be that return specialist too, right? So maybe it's whoever plays in the slot more isn't going to be the one returning kicks or they're just going to, both of them can do both. I don't know. You know, the you know, the saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. Yeah. Well, we're going to say that with slot receivers too. Yeah. That's probably a good way to put it. Honestly, you got Trent Shurfield in the mix too. They got to throw in here, you know, and he can play outside and, you know, Hardy can supposedly play outside. So he's not going to be taking every snap in the slot and you got, Kincaid's going to be taking slot snaps, which they didn't really have a designated slot tight end next last year. So I'm just, I'm excited to watch them at, at all this year because they are, there's like so many options. It's almost like, you know, it's up to Ken Dorsey to figure out what does work because if you just yep. try to do too much like they can, then it's probably, like you said, you got two quarterbacks, you got none. Ken Dorsey's going to be busy and he should yeah. be busy. He deserves yeah. to be busy. Uh, and I also think the answer to that is it's a trick question because Kincaid's going to play in the slot more than all of them. I don't know about that. I don't think Kincaid's going to play in the slot more. I'm maybe I, I don't know for sure, but seeing as how the bills were primarily 11 personnel before with that would be with a slot wide receiver, they'd have to be running a lot of 12 personnel. So that'll be an interesting question because they've never done that before, but They've never had a tight end who can play in the slot like that. So, well, we're going to move to the defense for this next one. And we're going to go Benford, Jackson, Elam, CBU two. I think there's a difference in between what I would do if it was up to me and what the team is going to do. Inexplicably, it's not 100% Kyrie Elam. He's the guy who everyone says has been looking great in practice. I mean, Jackson and, and Benford have had their moments too. And I think a lot of people have said that Jackson looks really good in practice, but Elam has looked good in games. He has the highest ceiling of any of these guys. Yes. And if you're the bills, I don't know why, like I, I love that Dane Jackson has really stepped up into the role that he has and has exceeded expectations thus far. And they want to put the best guy in the best position but if you're the Bills and you want to say that you're thinking about now and the future, isn't the ideal scenario that your rookie first round cornerback is starting and getting reps and he's your guy until he's not your guy? Because Dane Jackson isn't under contract after this year. Yeah. You know, what if, if, if these two guys are equal in whatever sense you want to consider them as far as how they're doing in practice, wouldn't the tiebreaker be that you want the guy you know, when next year, when Dane Jackson isn't under contract, don't you want the guy on the rookie contract to be the one filling that position next year? And if he's not the one getting the reps this year, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot for next year. And if all things are, uh, all other things are equal, then why wouldn't you take that option? If nothing else on top of, he has the best athletic profile, the best, you know, metrics as far as his, you know, he's, probably the lengthiest out of all of them too. Pretty yeah. quick. What is he like? Six, two, six, three. And he runs a four, 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 three, eight. He's right. big so, and fast. He's got the intangibles. He does. And so I don't know if they want to, 
again, we had this conversation last year. Like, I don't know if they want to see more out of him in practice, but some, some other podcasters have talked about it too. And, and, and much better, I would say like, you know, Pat Moran, Anthony Marino has done a, a whole podcast on why aren't they just starting Kyer Elam? But yeah. So if it was me, start Kyer, Kyer Elam week one of the season. And maybe they will do that. Maybe they're just doing this in practice. And uh, that spot is his if he if he practices the right way and does everything that they want him to do. I like it. I hope he does too. Okay, we're going to the linebacker. Terrell Bernard or Dodson? This is interesting too because this is something that you can't necessarily platoon as a position. They've done it with cornerback too. They've done it with slot wide receiver. So I can't take the cop out on this one and say that they're going to platoon because this is the green dot. This is going to be the person calling the defense. Unless they decide to give Jordan Poyer the green dot or they something should. like that, which they definitely should. I think there's like three NFL teams that give safeties the green or non linebacker positions the green dot. Um, but that could that that's even non middle linebacker positions. So maybe it's just the outside linebacker. Like, would you give Matt Milano the green dot? You know, how does I don't know enough about how the scheme works to know why it would be harder. I'd assume that it'd be harder to make calls if you're not in the middle of the defense, if you're way back. So I don't know why it would be bad to give Matt Milano the green dot, but man, we could have a whole episode about the linebacker conversation because Tyro Dotson yeah. kind of represents the old world of linebacker a little bit. Yes. He's better at filling holes. He's better at stopping the run. He's a bigger guy. He's not Tremaine Edmonds, but he's a little bit more in that camp versus Terrell Bernard, who's more athletic, more quick, better in coverage. And philosophically, you feel like the Bills, that's what they're trying to do with this defense is they want a fast athletic linebacker. They want another Matt Milano on the field who can cover. And they're like, okay, we'll get, you know, we'll get some big guys up front to try to stop the run. But as far as our linebackers, we need them not getting burned in coverage because that's what hurts you as a team, you know, Mm -hmm. In the Super Bowl, there's not a guy rushing for 200 yards. There's an MVP throwing the ball for 350. Yes. So in that position, you know, you want the athletic guy who can stop the pass. So that being said, I think Tyrell Dodson is, it's his position to lose. It'll just be a matter of, do they want to roll with a little bit more of the status quo or are they going to take on their vision for the, their future vision for the position as early as they should, or yeah. are they going to try to develop all these athletic guys they have lined up to play this, whether that's Dorian Williams in the first or in the, in the next few years, Terrell Bernard, Balen Spector. If I had to guess week one, I'd guess Terrell Dodson. If it were me, I'd be fine rolling with Terrell Bernard. Well, like, it's funny. If that's, if that's where you want to get to just get there sooner. Yeah. Well, you say that when with other positions too, it's like, just play your rookie quarterback, right? Just, just do it and just, Take the lumps, let them learn. Um, I have on here written down Terrell Bernard, sideline to sideline, more athletic, seems like McDermott's type. Dodson, old school run stopper, one trick pony. That's my that's my notes or what I wrote on those two. So I'm going to give it to Bernard, but I don't know. We can be surprised. I think there might be a first down roll for a Dodson. And then I I really think I'm telling you, I think Taylor Rapp takes all of them because they're going to play more dime. Some one of the safeties, one of the safeties. We talked about that last week, but that we will see. And I, I don't think they're going to show that hand in preseason. You're going to see a, you're going to see more traditional no. defense. Yeah. yeah, 
One yep. more for you. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball to the offensive line, Osiris Torrance versus Ryan Bates for the guard position opposite of Connor McGovern. I think they start the year with Bates. Okay. Because if nothing else, he's more experienced. They they know what they're getting with Ryan Bates, right? Yeah, he was the guy who kind of stabilized the offensive line, you know, a couple of years ago when they were having problems. And last year was a little bit more inconsistent, but I think that they're going to go with him before they put, you know, a rookie in right away at that position. And again, the whole throwing the rookie to the Wolves thing, I feel like is different position by position. Like rookie wide receiver, give them all the reps in the world. Like what can it hurt? Whereas we think of quarterbacks very differently. You don't want to ruin them. Right. And, uh, you know, you wonder how much there is to that linebackers. Same thing. Are you throwing them too much? And it has to do with they're the play caller. They have to know everybody's role, not just their own role, too. Um, But with offensive linemen, too, sometimes it takes guys a little bit to get accustomed to the NFL. You don't want them losing on every rep because that's a position where, like, you're going to get screwed if you get a guy who can't keep up at Mm -hmm. that position. So and most important part is you're protecting a $250 million prize button behind you. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I think they play it safe and go with Ryan base to start the season. But you know, if something's not working out, they haven't been afraid to shuffle the offensive line before. So that could mean subbing out Ryan Bates. That could mean, you know, Ryan Bates goes to right tackle or something like that. He's a guy with positional versatility. Osiris Torrance isn't. So you don't know how things could shake out. They will definitely shuffle things around and hopefully find the right combination at least by week eight, right? And then you hope yeah. that that's what they run with for the rest of the season. Two quick things to what you said on that. Osiris Torrance gave up zero sacks while he was in Florida. Which is good. I like that. He he might be one of the best players that we get out of this draft class. Depending on the ceiling of Dalton Kincaid, I think Osiris Torrance is going to be a stud. He, well, the book is out on all these guys. I mean, you know, Justin Shorter could be the best guy in this class for all we know. That's you true. Know. What do I know? We, what, what, what do what, I know? If, if we had this podcast while well, they drafted Aaron Maben, what would we be saying now? I, I was like, so mad, dude. I remember being so mad. Brian Arakpo was on the board and you took Aaron Maben. I was so pissed. Everybody was pissed. We all could have told them that Aaron Maben sucked the day before he was drafted. We could have told you he sucked when he was putting the jersey on. And I can tell you that he sucks now. All right. Well, you and I later. both said we got the wrong Josh and we were very wrong about yes. that. So, oh, yes. Yes. I don't know we if we'll ever be that Fair wrong enough. again, but yeah. Oh, so don't do that. That's, that's why I'm excited to so watch bad. these guys. I just, oh. I just want to watch these guys play. I want to watch the Bills win 17 games in a row. And yeah. uh, I don't know yeah, why that's right. too much to ask. But <laughs> Well, I think Ryan Bates <laughs> positional versatility will probably hurt him. Because if you can store him on the bench just in case somebody goes down or you need a shakeup at whatever position is needed, if Connor McGovern comes out, falls flat on his face or, you know, Spencer Brown sucks, you know, whatever, whatever you need, like they can plug him in and you could just give the reps to the rookie to see what you can potentially get to with him. Cause you kind of know what you have in Bates. If Osiris, yeah. if the tie, that's like, if the tie there, I think it's flipped. If the tie is for the rookie, I think you give him the first team reps for that one because he will only get better with the first team reps. Whereas Ryan Bates is more building continuity instead of his ceiling. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So it could go either way when you put it like that too. It's like, did they go with the devil that they know or do they, you know, are they like, 
Well, he can pop in at any time. It doesn't matter if he has continuity or not. You know, we know that if we have a problem, we can sub him in and then he's just ready to go. You know, there's yeah. a benefit to that too. Whereas if things are going bad and you're like, okay, we need to put Osiris Torrance in, can we depend on him to mm-hmm. give us a spark or do his job without having to worry about, you know, his rookiness, for lack of a better term, yeah. his inexperience. Greenness. Yeah. Well, oh, that's cool. all that I have for this or that. I think no matter what you think about preseason football, those are all those will all give you entertainment on Saturday if you're there with a notebook taking notes to talk about it on your podcast the following week. There you go. Yep. There you go. Got to get like a special notepad so you can push wheelchairs and take notes at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, to the back of those. I might be in the elevator again, so it'll be a nice place to take some notes. There you go. There <laughs> we'll you go. see. We'll see. All right. Well, you guys want to know where to find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. No, not Facebook. See, I tried to get it right and I wasn't joking and I messed it up. Uh, <laughs> at Not Buff Podcast on everything. YouTube. That's the one that I missed. So we'll be going back to two episodes a week once the season starts, but that's still a couple weeks away. And, uh, you know, your favorite picker, picker of picks may be returning for those episodes. So keep an eye out for that. Again, if you're interested in the fantasy league, shoot us a message on Twitter and we'll add you to a new group chat. I'm sure we'll, we'll reach out to everybody on Twitter. We did it last year as well. Brandon, you were commissioner, right? So you got, yeah, I'll go through it and I'll set it up and I will, uh, you know, we'll probably do what we did last year, right? First come, first serve, unless you were in the league last year. And we'll go from there. We got to talk to Pat's yeah. dad, too. Give him a call. I know my dad wants to play. So, All right, sweet. Uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.